paid the food, had something to drink, and then left. So Esau showed that he did not care about his rights as the firstborn son. Praise be to God for the reading of this word. Father Lord, be enthroned in this place, O Lord. We declare our God that your presence is upon this place. So, Holy Spirit, we believe and we know that you are here, O Lord, and that you are ready to minister upon every heart, our God, who is willing to change, who is ready right now, O Lord, to stand firm in conviction, O Lord, to live in the way that we should, O Father. Lord, I lift up everything to you, O Lord, that the word that we will receive, our God, will become a rhema in our lives, O Lord. It will break off the bondage of sin in Jesus' name. It will take off any spiritual blindness in Jesus' name. It will take away, or get any spiritual drought in Jesus' name. I believe, O Lord, after today, or after we hear this message, O Lord, we will be Christians who will stand firm for you, O Father. We shall be Christians who will not compromise for a bowl of soup that the enemy is giving us, O Lord. I pray for every heart to be ready. I pray for every thought, Lord God, to be open, to be held captive by your word alone, Lord God. And we rebuke any attacks and any distraction coming from the enemy upon this place in the name of Jesus. We ask your warning to surround this place right now in Jesus' name. Let your fire cover this place, O Lord, so no works of the enemy shall ever prosper. Hide me behind your back, O Lord, the glory shall be yours and yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's all we see this. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. Can you ask the receipt me? Are you ready for the word? Are you ready to change? Amen. We are ready. We're not just going to listen to the word. Now, today, we are going to change. Amen. And those who will listen, and those who will listen not just with their ears, who will listen with their hearts, they will be the one who will change. Amen. I've been praying for this word. And the enemy might use the person next to you to distract you. Tell him, don't distract me. If he begins to talk to you, which is not related to the word, that's the enemy telling you not, don't listen. The moment you listen, you will change. Amen? Tell the person next to you, do not distract me. Amen? We can talk all you want later on, but not now. Let me start with this story. So again, are you ready to listen now? Ready! Amen. Let me start this with, this, with a story about the Civil War. There was once a conflict between the North and the South. And there was this soldier who could not decide whether he wants to side with the North or with the South. So what he did, he wore the coat of the North. He wore the pants of the South. <laughs> When he went to the battlefield, he got hit by the south and hit by the north. That's what happens to people who live in a double life. That's what happens to people who love to compromise. Those little insubitsing sin. Those things that you know you think won't get noticed. Because I just want to try a little bit. This is what happens to those people, to the compromiser who lives in two worlds, which is a very miserable place to be. Because there are people today who want to go to church when it's convenient. They want to go to heaven for sure, but still they want to live in sin. 
they seem not to be able to fix their mind as to what they really want. That they want to party and sin, commit immorality on a Friday, lie on a Monday, cheat on a Tuesday, steal if needed, hate and get revenge if someone crosses the line. And I bet that's why I really thought so. This would be one of the quieter features. <laughs> because if you were just too observant, the previous weeks have been talking about this. Pastor Rico talked about us about the battle that we have as Christians. Pastor Romy taught us about what should we wear as Christians. What should we portray as Christians. And right now, I'm talking to you about compromise. The cost of compromise. So that's our message for today. It is the idea of sending to your heart's desire, telling yourself, God will understand. If you think you can send to your heart's content without repercussions, if you think you can go out and break the commandments of God over and over because you are an exception to the rule, then you are deceiving yourself. God will not give you the edge just because you're going to church. God will not make you think, Lord, maybe if I sin compared to my flatmate who's sinning, if you look at both of us, I'm the one who's praying, so can you give me a little bit of favor not to spank me as much? But always God remembers and disciplines those who are His. And you would know this. Both of you are sinning. You're the Christian. He's not. But you get more of the spanking than him. Because God is more concerned about you than him. You'll get the little spanking today. Amen. Because you're a Christian. Amen. Amen. We will preach something that will fill the church. We will preach something that will change us. Amen. They will not be on that spiritual high again. Because I have heard somebody say, the church could be full of emotionally high people, but not spiritually high people. They could be crying. They could be rolling. But that's it. At the end of it, the moment they go home, the cycle ends. Let's become spiritual people here, not emotional people. Amen? So it does not mean, Pastor, can I, will I not be able to sin? Of course, nobody here will not be able to sin. Because no matter how much we try, there will still be instances that you will sin. Unintentionally, though, because it says in the Word, can you read? Nobody can stand up here and tell, I am living pure. I haven't sinned. The moment that you did not pray before you ate, and thank the Lord for the one who gave you the food. That's it. All of us here are still in that level. But there's a difference between people who sin, is sorry for it, and then change to those people who continually, voluntarily, willfully, habitually sin over and over again, and then convince us themselves, it's okay, God is a merciful God. God is a just God. Amen. And grace should never be a license for you to sin. You should not look at grace and then say, of course I can watch porn and then ask for forgiveness in the prayer meeting. 
Because I should not be able to, I should not test the Lord and say, God, I want to experience your grace. Therefore, let me sin so that your grace will be more. Because the word of the Lord clearly says, can you read? The moment that you were baptized into Christianity, the moment that you accepted Jesus, you died to yourself. Amen? Amen. And you should not continually sin. Because I've read this also. Heaven could be full of the hell could be full of religious people who were never really born again. And the heaven could be full of people who lived immoral life and then repented. You should ask yourself again, am I really born again? Did I really change? Because the clearest evidence of you encountering Jesus is change. Amen. You can never truly say, I change, and then you still live in the old life that you used to. Amen. Those little things that you got so used to, you should not change. Because it is already dead. The other person has to be dead. Have you seen a dead person? Does that person react? Does that person still get offended? Do you still see a dead person committing sin? Because he's dead. His desires are dead. Sin, sin is no longer an option. If you look at the coffin and tell the person who looks so ugly in your bottle, that person cannot have the heart to be offended anymore because he's dead. And if people are still offended with the preaching, better die. Not to the physical, though. Die to that feeling. Amen. And you know what? There will always be a cost to compromise. Because compromise is a very... This is one of the favorite tools of the enemy to use against the children of God. Because he's so good in deceiving. Because if it's not good in deceiving, he will not be able to deceive. So he will use this to steal something away from you. He will make you enjoy minutes of sin while giving up an eternity of joy. He will make you give up little, bigger things for that thrill that you want to experience right now. So there's someone in the Bible who lived a life of destiny, but then compromised. As we have read in our scripture, the name of the guy is Esau. He says here, One day, Esau came back from hunting. He was tired and weak from hunger. Everybody knows how to be hungry. Amen? Jacob was boiling a pot of beans. When you're hungry, everything tastes good. That's why don't go shopping when you're hungry. Don't ever go to the grocery when you're hungry. You would tend to buy more than what you need. Amen? Before going to the grocery, eat. Amen? Because sometimes your eyes are hungrier than your tummy. That you do think you can eat a full thing. Get this, get this, get this. Yung butum lang pala yung mata. Things happen when you're hungry. Things happen when he's hungry. So Esau said to Jacob, I am weak with hunger. 
let me have some of that red soup. That's why people call him red. But Jacob said, you must sell me your rights as the firstborn son. Esau said, I am almost dead with hunger. So what good are these rights to me now? But Jacob said, first promise me that you will give them to me. So Esau made an oath to him and sold his rights as the firstborn son to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil soup. Esau ate the food, got full, had something to drink, happy life, hashtag, and then left. And this is the sad part. So Esau showed that he did not care about his rights as the firstborn son. There are many people, even in this place today, who doesn't care about their rights as the children of God. There are people who easily give up and give in for that moment of joy, selling away their salvation, selling away their calling. Amen? So let's review the difference between Esau and Jacob. Esau and Jacob, if you know, are twins. Amen? They were in the womb together, but they are different from each other. Other. Esau was a hunter. Jacob was the houseboy. Esau was hairy all over. Jacob had lesser hair. Esau was Papa's boy. Jacob was the Mama's boy. Esau was outgoing, gregarious, adventurous, athletic, the world definition of macho. Jacob was the quiet, self-controlled, thinker, intellectual. But the very difference that they had is Esau was the eldest. Jacob is the youngest. Jacob is everything Esau is not. Esau is everything Jacob is not. Have you noticed this? You may be coming from the same father and mother, but you're really different from each other. Amen. Amen. You may look like each other, but different from each other. Amen. Amen. So it says here, the very big difference that they had was the birthright. Say to me, birthright. Birthright. So what is a birthright? What's the benefit of a birthright? A birthright is given to the firstborn. The one who came in first. If you're the firstborn, you will have three things. Number one, special attention from the parents. Amen, Eldest. Because you are the guinea pig, you are the sample. You are the one that your parents will check how they become parents. When the parents are not around, he's the next in charge. Isn't it true, eldest people? Amen. You will be the second in line. The command is on you. Amen. And this is one of the best test part, if not the best. The double portion of the inheritance. If the youngest gets 25, you get 50. If the eldest gets 50, you get 100. Everybody loves to be the firstborn. Jacob wanted to be the firstborn. That's why when Esau was going out from the womb, he was holding the hill. I wanted to be the firstborn. Amen? And we are all given that birthright. So that's why Esau compromised this over Sabaoth. He gave up the special attention, the being next in charge. He gave up the double portion of the anointing just because he wants to eat soup. 
Ang daming kristyanong nasasabaw. Amen. Living a godly life. Living in the right direction. Walking in the right direction. But then suddenly, a soup came looking so good. I'm ready to compromise right now. Tell the person next to you, don't be sabaw. <laughs> the Lord wants us to live a life of conviction and not of compromise. Amen? Amen. The Lord wants us to have conviction. See, let me conviction. Conviction is something that you will hold on. Conviction in Tagalog is paninindigan. Something that you will stand up for no matter what happens. Something that you will believe in up until your last breath. That's conviction. Amen? There are many Christians who profess they are Christians but are not having conviction. They live a life of compromise. The Christian values and principles are not there. Being a Christian is more than just going to church on a Friday. It's living a life of conviction. Amen. It's knowing how to say no, even to the most delicious sabaw that you will see in your life. Amen. Because you know, it's just sabaw. Amen. sabaw. What makes a Christian different from the rest of the world is having conviction that we will never compromise. You will never bend. You will never give in. There are many there are many straight people who are bedding. There are many straight people who are bakla. Why? Because they give in. Just cigarette, you give in. Just for that one cold beer that will satisfy my thirst. You just give in. The enemy will offer you sabaw. You're enjoying going to church. Suddenly, you receive this, Wow, I have a job offer. 10,000 dirhams. Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> but you gotta work on a Friday. Thank you, Lord, for this blessing. Wow, sabaw. Wow. I'm sorry, Pastor, I can no longer go to church on a Friday, but I promise you, I will pray every day. Read my Bible every day, but I'm not going to be able to go to the church anymore and do my ministry because God blessed me. Sabaw. Sabaw. Amen. And then you testify, Brethren, I am now very blessed because I have work on a Friday. Five-digit salary. Hallelujah. Don't tell me that. Let's talk from that. Amen. Because God will never bless you with something that will become His right while you're here. You better check the You know what? When I began to really heed to the calling of being a pastor, you know what? I was offered Sabao, Australian flavor. For how many years I was applying for the job, never I heard anything. I didn't. This time I didn't. I focused to the Lord and then my cousin began to call, I'll help you, I will make this, it's gonna be easy, I'll handle. And I remember the Lord. 
Australian Angus beef liver sabaw. I will not compromise. I gladly said, thanks, but no thanks. I will not sell my for me somehow. Amen. What are your personal convictions? Example of your personal convictions. The word of the God should be the final authority over your life and not the comment of other people. Amen. That your decision should be based on the word of God, not what other tells you. You should do like this, you should do revenge, because you know what? It's normal, God will understand. It should be your conviction that the body is a temple of God, not a giveaway. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It should be your conviction to raise your children in biblical principles. It should be your conviction your financial management is based on biblical principles. It should be your conviction to give your tithes. Well, some are giving it to donations and you get 30% after. <laughs> Amen. But why is that not open? Say amen because they don't have that conviction. Or maybe they had that conviction and then along the way they compromised. Conviction is something you will never modify based on the situation. It should not be a case to case basis. Lord, I will stand virgin until I get married, but. He's so... <laughs> Conviction. Lord, all dark and handsome sabaw. Amen. But Lord, we're in the same church. Wow. Christian, Christian ng sabaw. Lord, but we're serving in the same ministry. We'll get married anyway. Then why be in a rush? No? Amen? Amen. You know what's the safe sex? Safe sex is getting married first. Amen. Amen. In one day, Esau gave up what God gave him. In just one meal, in just one meal, you gave up. For just 15 minutes of fun? Consider this not as a condemnation. Consider this as God's grace. Amen. If you may be living in that life, this is God giving you that chance. Say, hey, come out of that spot. You still. He gave up everything just for a bowl of soup. You should have conviction. Conviction is about this. According to Martin Luther King, if a man has not discovered something that he will die for, he isn't fit to live. If you don't have that conviction, that firm assurance that I will stand up for this, you're not fit to live. 
I pray that today you find that conviction to live in a life with no compromise. I will not compromise. Amen. Some of us started living life with conviction. You were doing so well. Up to the point that you said, I will never do that. You even somehow looked down on people who did that. And then one day, you find yourself doing the exact same. Conviction. Amen? Because there are some things that should never be negotiable. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Pastor, this is a good catch. Non-negotiable. Pastor, this is the best job. Non-negotiable. Because compromise does not just happen in a day. Esau's compromise happened with the little beans. That became a soup. You just don't go all into sin just like that. It starts with little changes, little modifications, slowly, little by little, drifting away. It's like, you're okay from here to here, but you started here. You were doing so well. And then you said, just today. I will not just go to church just this Friday. But you're still looking okay from here to here. Then you did all this, you did all this, suddenly you're all the way here. And you find yourself, I'm going too far. Because you compromised. Amen. Amen. It's all about starting with that little modifications. You started off in the right spot. You were making the right decisions. You were living the kind of life in accordance with the will of God. But then one day, you started to look at your brethren a little way too longer. You said you will never betray your wife. And then one day, a first-timer came... Sabao. <laughs> this is what happened. You started looking at her. The, uh, the host didn't even say yet. What are we gonna tell our first timers? You already stood up. Show hands. <laughs> Welcome to my life. You are now getting the number. Because I would like to share the word of God to you. The evangelists have begun because of Evangelico right now. They're all the way here. He started off very right. And then the next thing that you know, you're opening the internet right now. Looking at the magazines, never reading, just looking at the pictures. Subscribed. 
because happening is one day you just find yourself in a hotel bed with somebody you just met. <laughs> Giving away all that. Don't compromise. Tell the person to you, don't compromise. The thing is, he's still going to church. But he's in the wrong place. The thing is, he's still in ministry. But in the wrong place. It's the whole thing might But in the very wrong place. Because it compromise. Not just to married people, singles. You made the commitment to stay virgin and pure until the day of the wedding up until she came. And he came. And you said, I will marry a safe man. A safe man, Lord. A godly man. He came. It changed. I will make him a godly man. <laughs> Somehow. Pastor, is it bad? I want to bring him to Christianity. Make him go to Christianity not because of you. Make him go to Christianity because he wanted to. Not because he wanted you. You said you would bury a, a saved man and then now you became a missionary. A missionary? Your mission to save and save the lost. Making him know Christ. Where? In his house. With whom? Just the two of us. Why? Hello. And then suddenly it became too late to go home. Pastor, Pastor. A single bunk belt. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you used to serve in multiple ministries, but you have something else to be very busy right now. You are satisfying a hunger. You go out just a two of you. Then you find yourself with a child. And it's no longer fun. It became funny. You didn't compromise. You just did not compromise. You went too far from where you are supposed to be. Hear this as God's voice telling you stop it. Come back. Stop compromising. Stop being a whitewashed home. Looking so okay. But deep inside, there's shallowness. Who will easily give in to a sabbat? Gentlemen, be gentlemen. Not because the lady offered herself to you. We say this 
ang balad ng lumapit sa mga upas niyo. Let me repeat it again. Pag ang balad ang lumapit na poses na balad niyo. <laughs> I haven't seen a balad. Hit me, hit me, hit me! <laughs> Of course, you can always come back. Amen. But save your drama. I want to go back, Pastor. <laughs> save yourself the drama from going back in, in the first place. Don't go out. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. I will go back. I will go back. God does not need dramatic people. God needs people who have conviction to stand yeah. for Him. Yeah. Amen. Because just <laughs> of course, God is a loving God. That's not going to change. God can forgive. God will forgive. But God is not consenting. There will always be consequences. And there are people that you've already told them over and over again, but they got so callous, it says in the word, whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes. Are we talking some sense? There are consequences. You will be forgiven, but the consequences will not be repairable. The consequence will not be resolvable anymore. So save the drama. Don't go out. Tell the person next to you, don't go out. You know what Esau had this about? Because he had many problems. Problem number one, he says here. Let's read. Jacob, Esau was so tired and weak. Why? Because he was out all day hunting. The first problem that he had was extended periods of personal pursuit. What does this mean? There are people who all they think about is themselves. Their career, their bank accounts, the girls, the money, everything. I would like to do my best to prove myself. So you went out too long, never going back in to the word of the Lord to eat. That's why you go tired, weak, and hungry. If I were Esau, I could have gone out in the morning, went home for lunch, ate, went out again, hung, came back for merienda, ate, went out again, do hunting, come back, eat. What did he do? He went away too long. That when he came back, he was so hungry already. Because it says, a temporary satisfaction, a momentary thrill, a short time of bliss, he traded his birthright. All that Esau cared about was his stomach. Filling a, filling a hunger, even cramming the food. So Esau is the best example of YOLO. But sir, I'm only young once. I want to maximize it. But God says, use today to get ready for tomorrow. Amen. It says here, 
Can you be done together? I want to try it all. Give it to me, baby. I want to have that somehow. He was so impulsive. He was so in the moment. He demands immediate gratification. He cannot wait. He wants to eat right now. So don't be in that problem. Don't go out not eating the word of the Lord and then coming home hungry because you know what? The enemy will begin to offer to you things that you think will satisfy but never really will. Amen? It's problem number two. He says here, do not trade your... Do not trade your eternal happiness for a monetary bliss. Wait for your ladies. Wait for your Jacob. Wait for your Boaz. Amen? Wait for that moment. Because the best is yet to this problem number two he said here so Esau said to Jacob I am weak with hunger let me have some of the trench soup that's why people call him red but Jacob said you must sell me your birthright as the firstborn son Esau said I am almost dead with hunger so what good are these rights to me now you know what this problem is exaggerated perspective of a potential problem there are many people who are very okay May ubulang pamamatay na daw siya. Why do you have to exaggerate things? It's a very small problem. Why do you have to blow it up? In the first few verses, the word of the Lord clearly said, Esau was hungry and tired. It repeated again, hungry and tired. Just how many verses after he said, I'm about to die? Butong ala, patay agad. Don't exaggerate your problem. Exaggerate God in your life, not your problem. Amen. Amen. Stop blowing up your problem. Stop acting as if you will never survive. Stop your drama. There are many people who give up just like that because their problems are exaggerated. Pastor, I don't have a job for the past six months. Siya labot talaga. Siya labot talaga. Ang makakasave sa akin. Ano, masabaw siya. Amen. Amen. Pastor, he's the right one. If not now, when? Don't give in. Tell the person that you don't give in. Don't exaggerate your problem. You know what? 
what gets talked about gets done. Instead of talking about your problem, talk about your God. Instead of focusing about your problem, focus on your God. Don't exaggerate your problem. You know what the enemy will do? He will make you do that. Yeah. Oh, Amen. There are many Christians who are too old. So what good are these rights to me now? You know what? He underestimated the power of a promise. You will never give up something if you know the price of it. You will never trade something. Who among you here? You're ready to trade your iPhone XXX over a Nokia 5110? No? No way! I know the value of this. Good for the phone. But you treated your principles, yeah? If you know the value of your salvation, of your calling, of your purpose, you will never give in to any sabaw that your enemy will give you. Amen? He underestimated, he forgot. What's, what's, the, what's the power of a birthright? Number one, you have a special attention. If Jacob was not able to give him food, he could have told his mama, Mama, Jacob didn't give me food, can you? But what he did, he compromised. He has the authority to tell Jacob, Jacob, I'm the next in line, give me the food. You know what he did? Okay, Jacob, I'll sell to you my birthright, just give me the supper. And he forgot that he had double portion. He could have killed one cow. He had lechon, baka, compared to supper. Don't allow the enemy to blind you. Amen? Yes. Don't sell your birthright. Tell the person next to you, don't sell your birthright. Yes. Don't compromise. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Declare this to yourself. Let me offer you somehow. Blonde hair, blue eyes, six feet. Executive. Smoker, drunkard, addict. Abusive. Wow, Sabah. Don't trade. Don't present you. Don't trade. There was a story from Bishop Desmond Tutu. I'm almost about to close. I don't know if I can finish everything, but we will have to close. When the white people went to Africa, they had Bibles. The African had the land. They traded. The Africans now has the Bible. The white people had the land. Who has the best? Because you were in ministry. 
you traded it for something else over a boyfriend. It's okay for me not to sing anymore. I'll die. My boyfriend, you will die. <laughs> You got what you want, but you lose what you had. You got what you want, but you lose what you had. It says here, See that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance from as the oldest son. If you would review what you have read, we never saw there that Esau became immortal. He never cussed. He never cursed. He never went out to do immorality. All he did was to eat a bowl of soup. Somehow. He ate and went his way. What's the big deal? Where's the godlessness? Remember, immorality is an attitude, not just an action. Immorality is treating lightly, which God says should be taken seriously. You don't have to be sweared immortal. You don't have to be an atheist to be godless. You can be godless and still come to church by not holding on to what God died for. You may still do your ministry, but be godless by giving in to everything that comes your way by compromising. Can you just say no to compromise, church? Amen. Amen. Don't go through the pain of regret. You may get what you want, but you will lose what you have. Judas compromised. He got what he wanted, the money, but he lost what he had, Jesus. The prodigal son got what he wanted, freedom, but he lost what he had, being the son. David got what he wanted, Bathsheba, but he eventually lost what he had. Samson got what he wanted, Delilah, but he lost what he had, the power. Don't be an Don't compromise. Amen? Tell the person as you don't compromise. And as I posted in my Facebook yesterday, let me just flash the verse. I will post this. This is the story about Phineas in the book of Numbers. Book of Numbers 25. Let me just read quickly. Now Israel remained in Akasha Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. They invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel because of the people who compromised. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and hang, that's how, just got it, the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. Before we move to the next, the fierce anger of the Lord will not turn away if there will still be people who will compromise. Next, it says, So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Every one of you kill his men who were joined to Baal of Peor. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came 
and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses. Even though there was a memorandum to kill all those who be in relationship with women outside their nation, one man, sa kapal ng mukha, came in with a woman, did what he shouldn't, and says here, 70s, in sight of all the congregation of the eight children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now, when Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose, he saw this man with an immoral woman. Phineas rose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through. Stop it. The man and the woman barbecue. The man of Israel and the woman threw her body. So the plague was stopped among the children of Israel. And those who died in the plague were 24,000. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with all my zeal among them so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace and it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. You know what made Phineas different from Esau? Phineas stood firm. Esau compromised. And because Phineas stood firm, the plague was taken away. As I posted in my Facebook account, be a Phineas in a world full of Esau. Be someone who will stand and who will say, I will never compromise my principles. I will never compromise my Christianity for a few moments of fun. For a few moments of joy. Because it's not going to be worth the trade. Are we learning? Amen. Are we changing? Amen. Do you want our place to stop? Do you want our place to stop? Amen. Do you want to be convicted? Do you want to have that conviction? Amen. Let's not make a drama out of this. We don't need to have a music. Without the drama of having a music. Without the drama of those emotional words. Singles, let me start with you first. Are you ready not to compromise your purity for the Lord? Are you ready not to compromise even though how good looking the sabaw may be? If you're that person, if you're the single who will not compromise, I challenge you to stand up. Come to this altar. We will pray for firmness for you. We don't need musical instruments to add the drama to it. To make it become too emotional. We will be people with Phineas who will just stand up and will say, No, I will not compromise again. I will not go to that route again of compromise. I just be here. If you're that person who will say, I will not compromise. Whatever it takes, I will not compromise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're that person who will say, I will not trade. I will not trade. Come on, face here. Face here. Face here. Face here. 